This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Mobile device through the Odyssey app. AUD. We're back live with Bulls executives Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley on 670 The Score. Check in. Oh, Talking you got, some basketball. Grateful Dead. Listen to some Grateful <laughs> Dead as they celebrate the, uh, the the Lithuanian freedom. We can uh, we can do the same. We also decided uh, in the meeting this morning we got a little something for our tourists too because we've been okay. we, we we've been looking into your musical taste. Oh, and yeah. So you know we'll, we'll, I'm very it. versatile, by the way. So I don't know. <laughs> we all I, have. I can range. go. Yeah, I can go to. EDM, I can go to that's, country. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. read our minds. Okay. Either or. Wait, but who's the country artist then? <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of. I just put, you know, on iTunes, I put uh, today's country and just whatever, you know, the charts today. I listen to that. Good to know. But again, I can go to hip hop and I can go to EDM. It depends on like what I'm doing. So if I go work out, I I'll put on EDM. So. Little cascade. There we go. Cascade, little Armin Van Buren. Actually, he Armin Van Buren was last—I mean, was last year or two years ago now—that he did the halftime show, and I was very disappointed because I was scouting games somewhere and I wasn't there, and I was like, "No way." Question for for both of you: As you talked about you know, picking the brains of all the people in your building, of what did you do in Philly and what did you do in Denver, etc. The I'm I'm lucky enough to have the opportunity to host a Bulls-centric podcast, and the title of the podcast is Organizations Win Championships, and it's a wink to Jerry Krause's famous line that was misinterpreted by a lot of people in, in my estimation, but I do think there's, there's a, a germ of truth in it. And every day you get to the building, you walk by those trophies. You see those gleaming championship trophies. How informed is your personal mission as the people who run the Bulls, how informed are you by the quest for a championship? I think that's every year we have the same quest um, and we try to win a championship. And then if that doesn't work, we make adjustment, we adapt, adjust, go to the next year. And I think 
coming to that building and seeing those six championships, I think it's some type of like kind of, you know, expectations and pressure. At the same time, we asking this group right now that is an advocate center is like, look, we have an opportunity now to build our own legacy and shape our future. And, and that's what, you know, everyone in that building thinking it's, it's all about winning. Right. So, um, you know, when we brought Billy in, um, we did, you know, half a year of evaluation. And then when we kind of like turned that mentality to, you know, f all focus on winning. Um, and that that was the shift in the, in the building as well. So everyone, you know, every day we're thinking how to win games and how to get to the championship. I think when you walk in the door and you see the six championships and you see all the banners and you see the retired jerseys in the Advocate Center. That's what fuels us, right? We want to be part of something like that. We want to build something like that. We want to create memories for you guys. Um, that's what fuels us every single night. Like, I woke up two or three times in the middle of the night last night and just thought about, like, what if we approach something this way? What if we approached it this way? What if we, you know, used our players in a different way? Like, might we sit and talk with Billy today or this afternoon or whatever it might be, you know, how do we improve our scouting? How do we improve our evaluation of prospects? Um, you know, those are the things that fuel us every single day. And when you walk in, you know, we feel the responsibility as stewards of this organization to put all of our efforts uh, together and sit and talk and discuss and create a plan and a strategy and, you know, we attack it. What's the partnership with Billy like, and, and why is he you guys' head coach? Well, first of all, Billy is one of the best communicators I've ever been around in terms of coach because he's, he's constantly talking to players. He's constantly talking to us. You know, we, we sit, you know, like it, even when the season was over, it didn't take us long because we wanted to get back to, like, what can we do better? Um, we didn't like the way it ended, you know, what can, how, how we can improve. So those conversations are great, and we're on the same page with Billy all the time, and those conversations come from the, mo the moment you walk in. And the great thing about Billy is that, you know, even, you know, not only after wins, but also after losses, you sit down and you have the same conversation, you know. So it's ongoing communication, and that's what I love about our relationship mark and i and you know billy and coaching staff and front office we you know every day we we're trying to see how we can do better and how to win games i the, love that after games oh sorry mark you, you were going to comment i was just going to say the player coach relationship is something in sports that um i don't think people truly truly have uh an idea of, of how important it is and billy He's the best coach I've ever been around in terms of communicating with his players. And we've got a pretty full gym right now. We just left the Advocate Center and our players are working out. And I can promise you, Billy has spoken to almost every one of those players today. Whether it's just like, hey, how was your night? Where'd you go for dinner? You know, it could be him working with somebody on the floor. That is invaluable. And that's something that neither one of us have to encourage him to do or ask him to do. That's just who he is, and that's part of his DNA, and that's why. There's another reason why he's our head coach.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what I like as a, as a fan and an observer is he, after a game, win or loss, he watched the same game I watched. And there isn't any criticism that I could levy that he won't beat me to. He's got the score sheet there. And it's basketball. It's all right in front of us. So when he says, they made 14 threes, we made six. And you look at how, how many assists that they had and how they moved the ball. He, he sees it. And, and I'm, I'm looking right now at a team that is a little on the short side and did address some of the shooting, but it still doesn't have a classic rim protection base here. How does this, how, does we, how do we close the gap between what our opponents do from the three-point line and what the Bulls do from the three-point line? So it's a good topic for us to kind of like expand as well. So we obviously have to address our shooting profile, right? So we were... You know, lowest three-point rate, lowest three-point point, you know, made last year, and we trying to, you know, to change the shooting profile and then play a little faster, um, you know, move the ball better. But playing a little faster is going to create more three-point, you know, three-point attempts because, you know, a lot of three-point attempts created in our league or on a fast break because those are open threes and that's what we all and obviously corner threes are most valuable shots in the league but the the way you create threes is you got to run and and then you or you got to get to the paint and we didn't do a very good job this year I mean last year getting to the paint so what we're going to try to do this year getting to the paint kick out getting to the paint kick out so those are the things that we're going to try to improve and uh, you know, going back to last year, you know, you're looking. Okay, the the objectives before last year were okay. We got to improve our record against top teams. We did that. We got to improve our defense. Uh, defense was not very good. So from January first, we were first in the league, finished top five. Great. We didn't do a very good job winning. You know, close games. We lost 19 games. Last shot, last minute or overtime. But we are close, right? So and everybody's very close bunched in, you know, in the east. So in that environment, where can you create advantages? And another thing for our group um for next year is gonna be, you know, caring about each other and playing for each other. So it's relationships. Um, and this is what we're going to try to improve because, you know, in order to challenge each other, you got to know each other well, and you have to have relationships. And um, everything that we do right now is to improve that side of the team. And that's where it starts with Nashville next week is everybody's together. We're kind of in one place together. We're going to go to practice together. We're going to eat together. We're going to have team functions together. We're going to program the week so they do everything together. From day one, find a common purpose, a common ba- uh, bond, and build up from that. And 
you know, I thought we had a pretty good run last year from the uh, All-Star break. We were 14-9 and nine or whatever it was. And, you know, incredible comeback against Toronto in the playing game. You know, up five late against Miami. And we all saw what Miami did, right? So it kind of speaks to the parody that Arturis is talking about. But what we learned from our team was when we had our exit interviews, they were a team, but they really didn't feel like a team. And that was one of the takeaways that we kind of, we, we put it on the board and said, we've got to do things next year. How so? How did they not feel like a team? I think it became, and it's almost like you just show up and you go to work, you, come, you go home, you show up the next day and you come to work. And they love to play and, you know, our coaches love to coach and we were a team, but they didn't feel like they were really, really, really a team. And that is something that, was important to us in the off season to address, and we're addressing it from day one when we get to Nashville. And I think we got there right by playing the way they communi- communicated with each other, and they would be spending like in the meal room watching other playing games. That was kind of forming, um, obviously, a bond there. But it was too late uh, in the season, so and we obviously started slow, and and that impacted last year well and if you look at each game you could see there were times where they would they would play through vooch a lot and then perhaps get away from it a little bit if there was if there was a bigger or lesser lead like we saw that happen and then there were times where they got back to it and it's this is not a secret everybody saw the same game that we did so you could even see it like during the game when they would either try to figure out how to work their way out of it i think philly his approach was to let them figure it out at times before he would call a timeout. And then also to see how it came together in games where they were able to put that run together that you discuss. What did you like about last season that you want to build on during games, whether it's playing more through Vooch, whether it's something you saw during the game that they did well, or perhaps at the end of the season that they did well, that you want to bring more of to this next one during the games and, and maybe something we see on the court. Well, the four things that I want to mention again, you know, it's again, shooting profile. We got to shoot more threes. We got to, you know, take more threes because like going into every game last year, you know, you go minus 8.5 points per game. That's hard to make up every game. Um, Then you got to play faster. Uh, We have to move the ball. And then again, relationship piece. So those are four things that we're going to, you know, uh, concentrate on, you know, this year. And, and the one thing that I could never predict last year before the season was that, you know, we're going to be 24th on offense. Um, with such a talented group, offensive group, that uh, was struggling to score. Now, we improved scoring, but it was not at high enough rate because everybody else adjusted and they were much better. So we improved from the year before. We, we scored more points, but we still were 24th. So those kind of things that we pay attention to. And it's, it's hard for me because I'm thinking if I'm coaching the team, my puzzle to unlock is how can I make, how can I get the absolute best out of DeMar DeRozan and make sure he's professionally fulfilled and bought in and happy while still trying to accomplish all of these goals. And mm-hmm. to me, that's, that is the essence of, of solving this Rubik's Cube. So, and he's, he's a smart guy, he's a professional guy, he's experienced, but he also, he knows his game. What's, what's the secret sauce here? Billy is a great communicator. What, what, what is the way to make sure that 
he's that the Demar is happy and maximized. I think you, you said it. I mean, ultimately, it's about winning, and I think whether Demar has to adjust his game a tiny bit or a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, we all want to win, and I think if we win, um, he'll be happy. His teammates will be happy. Fans will be happy. We'll be happy. Um, might he have to adjust his game a little bit, shoot more threes? Perhaps. Um, he's one of the best mid-range. He's got one of the best mid-range games in the whole league. Ever. And, you know, it's a relationship with Billy and he that they will figure out. Um, and that'll happen through conversations. Um, it'll happen through um, Nashville next week. And as we go through the preseason and into the, early on into the season, um, you said it. He's a smart guy. He's a really, really smart guy. He's got a high basketball IQ. He's got great feel. I think if you go back to when he was with San Antonio, he had the ball in his hands a lot, learned how to spray it out and I think take he averaged his, like seven, seven yeah, assists Take care of his teammates. So, playing, so um, was good we have the utmost confidence that he will figure it out. We will figure it out. The goal is to win more games, and if you win more games, I think everybody eats. Let's take a timeout. We got one more segment. You guys are doing great. Yeah, you know, like this has been fun so far, nice. right? Yeah. yeah, I figured it'd go this way. I figured it'd be pretty good. Dan hasn't drilled down as much as he wants to, and I can see it. Like I'm, he's just, like doing this with his hands, and he <laughs> desperately wants to drop I a play talk and about put it pick in and front roll of defense you. In the yeah. weak side corner, and I, that, that guy comes down every time. With that thread. You got to get one of our guys on your podcast. Oh, hey, we're yeah. in all the time. He'd yeah. be down for that. That's the place to do it. Yep. Yeah. Our Tourist Garden Show is Mark Eversley are here. You are here. We are talking Bulls. We'll be back with them in just a second. You're listening to The Score.